Are you ready, kids? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. I am your host for this episode and all episodes, Hukaloof, 24, a bear. And on this episode, we have some special cargo. Eclair's cargo. <laughs> please, <laughs> please join us as we answer a series of questions that drill down to the dark heart of fit. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't keep it together for that. I, I, I had that, I had that little, that little intro idea planned for exactly three minutes before we started recording. Excellent. And I, uh, how are you doing today, Claire? I'm doing all right. That is fantastic. Uh, sorry, it's been a little bit since I've recorded one of these. Oh, no problem. The The world fell apart between the last one that I recorded and I've been working through a backlog of uploads. Oh, uh, yeah, the world really did do that, so it's totally and, understandable. You know, not to date this episode or anything, but the world <laughs> is, is still not back together as it stands. Mm, yeah, yeah, fair. But we're we're working through it. Yeah. Well we'll get there eventually, I, I hope. Fingers crossed. Uh but let us let us begin with question time. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. wow, this is way less professional than I remember it being. <laughs> uh you are an artist, and a very, very talented one, if I do say so myself. Thank you. Uh would you mind shedding some light on how you, you got started with the arting? Okay, well, I I definitely, when I was a kid, um, I, I've been drawing for a long time, I guess, is what I'll say. I liked to make up little stories, and uh, since writing is significantly less fun than drawing when you're, like, <laughs> six, I would mostly just draw them and have the stories in my head. I have a little book of illustrated stories that I would work on during church. Because, again, I was six and bored, so I would draw instead of listening. Um, and and in terms of, I mean, like, because lots of kids draw when they're young. Like, that's mm. not, that's not, I, I you know, there, I'm sure there's some kids who are like, <laughs> drawing, whatever. But anyways, uh, in terms of actually deciding I wanted to pursue art, like, to get better at mine, because I always liked drawing now and then, like doodles and stuff. But uh, mm. it wasn't until I was um, just entering high school. I was 14 or 15, depending. Uh, and I got into a group on DeviantArt, um, a PMDE, uh, and which was like, you know, like a mystery dungeon. Uh, you make your team and then you uh, participate in like the events and stuff. And that's really where I got started because I, en- I I entered that with a friend of mine at the time in high school. Um, and at first I was just writing stories. So I, and, and I should say, I've been a fan of Pokemon since I was very, very young. So I can blame Pokemon for all of this. I, I think <laughs> um, there's plenty of people in the community where Pokemon was their starting point, and that was very much the case for me. So uh-huh. I I got into this group and I was writing, but I had I was quickly making friends with people 
and other other writers and other artists and I wanted to be able to engage with them on the level of also drawing like my characters and their characters and doing it on a regular basis so that's uh that group is what got me into like an art community online and um encouraged me to draw and uh to get better at drawing because I, I wanted to I had artists there that I looked up to and was friends with and I wanted to I was inspired to get on their level, more or less. I mean, that makes sense to me. That is that is very fascinating. I don't think that I've had anyone come on who's brought up specifically uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon stuff. Though, it is yeah. very good. Yeah, it is good. I, I liked the games well enough when I was a kid. Um, I say that, I probably like very much enjoyed them. But my friend, who originally recommended the group to me she was like really into <laughs> pokemon mystery dungeon and she was she was more online than i was at the time she was already drawing and she uh our mutual friend of ours uh who is who's a great artist um so the the two of them both really like pokemon mystery dungeon they were friends since elementary school i think so they were both into it and then uh we both like pokemon pokemon when we met in high school and so she was like hey there's this thing and i was like wow that's crazy i don't know if people <laughs> did that and then um and then i was the people who did that <laughs> and it was very it was very fun oh uh, that that's always something that's curious to me is the idea of like stumbling across your very first sort of like online communities especially if that's not something that you you got involved in much yeah, and I think, I mean, a little bit before that, I I was kind of online, but um, it was in a very different realm of the internet, because uh, in middle school, I discovered what fan fiction was, oh and I was like, I can't believe this is a real thing that exists. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, fr a friend of mine showed me a fan, it was... Full disclosure, it was a Naruto fanfic, but it was like, it was a fanfic where all of the characters were having a sleepover because of course it was. Aww. And I was like, you can just make up stories about characters from things and like <laughs> have them do whatever you want and post it on the internet. And I um, found this amazing. And so uh, I've been, I've been reading and writing fanfiction ever since. <laughs> So I I was definitely online a bit in a totally other part of the internet um, before I started, uh, got on DeviantArt and started drawing and stuff. I don't think there is anything to be ashamed of in, in enjoying fan fiction, either in the past or the present or the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. I, I can't, I can't vibe with people who think that fanfic is embarrassing because it's really not, it's no different than fan art. Uh, uh nope it's it's just it's got its own culture to it and i think people who don't understand the appeal of fanfic for people or like uh the the craft that really goes behind good fanfic um i i don't think those people are like able to appreciate it in the very casual way a lot of people can appreciate fan art cuz i mean you can look at a picture like just out of the blue and be like yeah that's a pretty good picture um but fanfic it's it's very you have to you, you have to put the time towards 
reading it, you know? So it's less accessible just in that way. Um, and the community is, uh, it varied based on fandom and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like a whole, it's a whole other thing. <laughs> I, I've always, I've always admired, and I don't know, I, I have not, I have not engaged with fan fiction in a long, long time, just because mm-hmm. of time on my end. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. I can't read, don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, but I've always had this this very deep admiration for the people who are able to keep their fan fictions going for years and years through uh, hundreds yeah. or thousands of chapters. And I don't oh, know yeah. whether or not any of those stories are good per se, or if <laughs> or if them being good matters. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I think to the people writing it, a lot of the time it doesn't have to matter if it's good because because. Absolutely. The fanfic I was writing in middle school and in early high school was not very good. But wow. the 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 important part is I was having a fun time. And just like drawing art and being an amateur artist, but you keep drawing, it helps you get better at the craft. Because, uh, I mean, I was writing fanfic since I started middle school. And then uh, in, my, in the, my eighth grade year, my mom, I decided I wanted to be a writer. Um, because I liked writing and reading so much. I wanted to write a book. And my I lived in Jacksonville, Florida at the time, and there's a school there uh, called uh, Douglas Anderson School of the Arts. And you have to audition to get in. You have to, you pick a major, like an art major, and then you audition. And I got in for writing and I wouldn't, I, I'm certain I wouldn't have been able to make a nice enough portfolio to be accepted if I hadn't been writing fanfic for a few years beforehand uh, and and gotten to that level uh, that was passable <laughs> where they saw any sort of, uh, uh, like, in looking back on the stuff I submitted, I'm like, what, were, what is this? <laughs> what was I doing and what were they thinking? But I'm very glad. I had a great experience at that school and I learned a lot. Um, ironically enough, I came out of it wanting to be an artist instead of a writer. <laughs> it- Sometimes, sometimes life takes you down strange paths. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. No, it sounds downright wonderful. Although you've got me thinking of all the terrible, terrible things that I used to write when I was in middle school. <laughs> we, we write, we don't have a filter, and we don't have a metric for what's good quality. <laughs> it's fine. You gotta, right. you gotta get all of the, the air quotes bad embarrassing stuff out first yeah that's 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 the key to any sort of creative craft is that when you get started or or anything in general like even non-creative things like doing your taxes i imagine the first time you give it a shot you'll probably be pretty bad at it oh yeah oof yeah i I bring that up recently because i only just yesterday found out that i forgot to submit my taxes like the final one and i was two weeks late no so, oh, no. worst case scenario, this will be the last episode of this podcast before I get audited and have to declare all my furry dollars to the IRS. No, no, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm sure that won't be the case. I don't make enough money to justify an audit. <laughs> I, I know, right? Every I And this year, because they pushed it back because of, you know, the world being on fire. Um. But even then, I had a whole extra what a whole extra month to do my taxes, 
Um, and I still waited till like the week before to actually finish them up and submit it. And, uh, and that's, yeah, that's me. That's my, um, ability to be projective and not procrastinate in a nutshell. It's, it's hard to, to want to do taxes when there's the internet and all the wonderful things that you can do on it instead. Yeah, like, when I would literally rather be doing anything else, it's very difficult for me to do the things that I have to do. Yeah. Even when it's taxes. I don't know why we got on the subject of fan fiction and then taxes. I guess because that's the closest thing to fan fiction most adults will get to. <laughs> Which is a strange parallel to draw, but... Perhaps. But, um... But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, fan fiction was why I was kind of on the internet before. And then I got into the group and I started drawing and I just continued to keep drawing even after the group closed. And I, I joined a couple afterwards that were like it to, you know, to continue work. It's, it's nice to have something to draw for that's for fun. Right. Yes. Um, and the the first group I was in uh, kind of petered out and stopped uh, right around the time I was about to graduate high school. Um, so that uh, I, you know, I was thinking about college and stuff like that uh, and having a, a very big transitional time in my life. Um, so it, it was I wanted to find something that was kind of similar, you know, comforting. Uh and I and I, and there were some groups that pro- cropped up afterwards uh, uh, that I was able to kind of participate in, um, and and uh, in the interest of having some sort of through line uh, for this, uh, I'll say that a lot of the people that I met in that first group and one of my closest friends—that's how I uh, through them—that's how I got introduced to the uh, concept of war in the first place. <laughs> And um, that's oh, why no. I started drawing it because um, he he told me about it, and I was I didn't I mean you hear about Vore right like as a like a goof. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't mean to laugh at that, but the way that you said it the way that you said it was like Vore as a goof made me think of like something as a service. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, dude, please go on. No, but yeah, I had a friend and he was, he was into it. Um, and, and I was, I was curious about it because like, you see, like, yeah, you see it and, and other like kink stuff. Like I, I remember distinctly, like I would see like inflation being played off as a joke. There was like a, it was like an old, of course it was Sonic, but it, there was like an old Sonic game where like one of the characters gets like pumped full of air and it's like, haha, this is weird. And it's like, yeah, sure, if you don't have any context for it. <laughs> it's it's weird, but, you know, a hand wave. Anyways, <laughs> he introduced me to the concept of war um, and commissioned me to draw some of his characters. And I I don't have... War's, like, not my kink. Like, I'm not into it the way I think a lot of people assume I am because I draw so much of it. And even outside of commissions, I have characters and concepts and stuff that I like to play around with. Um, 
that involve like war scenarios but uh but i'm not into it myself i just think it's interesting to think about and uh fun to draw so i did that commission for him for fun um and then uh i realized that people will pay you money um a lot of money actually <laughs> to to draw uh vor and also a kink art in general and i was like i'm comfortable doing this and and i need money hmm <laughs> i think i see i think i see a, a viable thing to to do with this information um and th- and that's how eclair's collection started <laughs> I I think that is entirely reasonable, and you are not the only person who I've who I've talked to has been like, yeah, I don't really like Vor. I just draw it because people will pay me a lot, a lot, lot of money to do it. Listen, yeah, <laughs> and like, and and there is stuff I do like about Vor because I'm, uh, I have I definitely have like an oral fixation myself. I love food. <laughs> I love eating. I like thinking about food and thinking about eating, and um. <laughs> And, like, mouth stuff, I guess. Uh, so that's definitely an aspect of war that uh, appealed to me, at least conceptually, going in. Um, over the years, talking to more people and making more friends who like it in lots of different ways, uh, it's definitely... It's, it's, it's definitely, like, a... Because this is what I really enjoy about, um, like, kink art and, like just the community in general is like just the way that you can interpret this kind of stuff in so many interesting and different ways. Like a lot of people like kink, not for like the sexual aspect of it. Um, which if you do, of co- obviously like that's <laughs> cool and fine. Like we're out here um, being creatures, I guess. <laughs> But, um, and, like, I mean, even if, like, Vor isn't my, like, kink, like, I have my own kinks. They're just, like, over there. It's mostly, I read a lot of fan, I read a lot of fan fiction, and I write a lot of, like, erotic fan fiction. I'm over here. I'm being a creature. Like, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But a, a lot of people like kinks not for the sexual aspect but just for like the concepts or like uh like the emotions and the dynamics behind it and that's a large reason of why i enjoy drawing it and engaging with the community um even if i'm not like er like capital i into it uh i I'm, i'm like into it though like i think it's really cool to make characters and scenarios and like play around with those pieces because it's it's like it's just a it's like a lot different than like more conventional methods of like exploit like storytelling and like like it's a it's a big varied subject i just think it's very interesting i love making characters with uh like kink concepts in mind like oh i don't have a character for hypnosis yeah let's make a character with that being like their central thing uh it's a it's a ton of fun I think it's a very fun space to play in. Yeah, I I definitely get that. And there's a lot of there's a lot of kinks out there that I would not say I'm into with a capital I as well. But mm-hmm. I, I I'll see it depicted in a certain way or a certain artist who's clearly passionate about it or has you know some skin in the game, and I'd be like, you know what, I can get I can get into that. Yeah, 
there's one notable artist that I really like who uh, I started I started watching him mostly because his stuff was funny. Like he he treated it as a very tongue in cheek thing, despite it very much being a kink he was into. Yes, that, that artist is Rushalock. He does like uh, transformation stuff and like forced feminization things. Mm-hmm. And being being exposed to that, just like seeing what he was doing to justify the scenarios, the very tongue in cheek <laughs> comics, the the silly absurd hoops that would be jumped through to get to the the end result of boy wear dress. Yeah, yeah, that's that kind of stuff. So it's very fun. Like, it it can be very fun. Uh, it doesn't have to be so straightforward or for like just the end goal, like. I, I do enjoy stuff where there's like preface and build up and and like foreplay that goes along with it that adds like dynamic and context. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, any anyone can draw a big circle and put an arrow to it and say that there's a person in there and that'll that'll get the job done for a lot of folks. But <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. there's something to be said for characterization and exploring the space. Yeah, that's that's definitely why I enjoy it the most uh why why I even yeah like why even if I'm not like capital I into it like I'm still having a lot of fun with it I I really like the phrasing of capital I into it I think that is (laughs) a great way to a great way to put it this is this is not sort of a question that I have that I've I have written down on a sheet anywhere but just sort of since we're on the topic of it are there mm-hmm. any kinks that are either like vor adjacent or stuff like that adjacent that you you understand the appeal of but you you wouldn't be comfortable doing because it makes you sad? You mean like stuff like like maybe like fatal? I mean, you know, I every everyone's experiences are different. My my personal thing is I I don't I don't cotton to when characters are like so fat they can't move anymore just because my oh. my brain my brain naturally extrapolates that. Yeah, same hat. Uh, yeah, I, th- there's definitely... When I first made... Because um, originally I I was on Tumblr first as Eclair's collection. And then I did uh, Eka's for a while. Um, I really don't like the way that website looks or functions, though. Uploading was a fucking ordeal. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Uh, it's, it's, it's the worst. It's not great. It's so <laughs> um, bad which is what pushed me to finally make my FA and I enjoy FA a lot. It has its problems, of course. Uh, yeah. People who have been on it longer than me, I'm sure they have many opinions about FA, but it's, it's worked for me so far. Um, but, and then I made my Twitter after I made my FA and that's when I started seeing, cause it's, it's easier to see more content that you don't explicitly look for on uh, Twitter Mm-hmm. From like we tweets retweets and like the like recommendations because Twitter, thank you. Um, I I wish I could turn that off. Just sort of. No, God, I know. Um, Especially for anyone who follows me, I'm so very very sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's when I started seeing more uh, like fat first stuff and like like big fat first stuff and like as I'm I'm not small. Uh, I, as someone who would describe herself as a fat person, like, I understand that it's, like, a complicated subject, and so, like, I don't, I'm not yucking anyone's yums, or, like, I don't want to be, like, why do you like that? Or, like, that's just, 
I'm sorry that like, you you dropped that one. That fetishizing fat people because like what a, like pe- people are out there, you know. I get right. it. Like wait, and and like for I'm sure for a lot of people that is them like engaging with their own weight in uh, a way that you know works for them. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, definitely when I first was on Twitter and seeing this more. I it took it, it took me a while to like figure out what level I was comfortable with, what I didn't didn't want to see in terms of fat first stuff. Uh, what you described, where it's like so big they can't move. I understand the appeal of that sort of thing, and definitely there's some artists who draw it where like I very much understand the appeal of it aesthetically, like when it's like really big and soft. Um, I think for me, it's easier to, um, pun unintended, but it's easier to digest Whoa. when I when have it's... so much trouble believing that puns unintended. But I, I was, I was literally going to say, and I had to stop and like decide if this was the path I wanted to walk down, <laughs> but you know, um, it was easier for me to engage with stuff where it wasn't like calling them like mean names or like demonstrating them being like super sloppy or like just kind of like you know exacerbating the things about being overweight that I would think like I would imagine it being in like a PSA for skinny people to be like you don't want to be like this like but again people like their things for their reasons I that's just an example of um something adjacent that I um, definitely have my limits on. And there's other stuff, too. Uh, if I could come up with this uh, example of them, I would mention it. But uh, for now, I'm just going to take a sip of my water. I think that's totally fine. I've, I've had a similar sort of question internally of... When I see... I'm all, I'm all for body positivity, you know, depict, depict all shapes and sizes in your art, whatever you're comfortable with. Absolutely. I have never... And don't, you know, don't take this as me putting anyone down, especially if you're listening and you are into this, but I've never been a fan of uh, stretch marks on big characters, purely because that's something, I I am also a fat person, and mm-hmm. that's that's the one thing about it that I'm the least comfortable with, and for some yeah. people, they, they love that, that's, that's their, that's their whole jam, but... yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, I completely understand. I've, uh, yeah, I have stretch marks. I I could uh, absolutely understand that it being a very personal feeling about something like that. Um, I, I can see liking it or disliking it because sometimes just, you know, seeing something that's very close to home and you're not sure how you feel about it, seeing it depicted can just be a little rough. Um, I'm fine with that example, but like you said, uh, it, it can go lots of ways. It's definitely, it's definitely a, a, a bowl of worms. Um, like in general, you know, just engaging with kink and trying to be like mature and like self-critical about it and, and mindful of other people. Especially for the, uh, the elements of kinks like Vore, where it is particularly unsavory to sort of extrapolate into its, its end goal. Like the yes. people who are into like planet eating is not one that I oh oh yeah like like the big macro stuff where it's like I'm eating a planet or like I'm smashing a city 
uh, or like Vor, where it's like I am digesting this whole real person. Uh, I understand people being uncomfortable with it. I guess for me, it's just very much, it's so in the realm of unrealistic and fantastical where sure you can, you can have like an opinion about like what that might say about the person into it. Like, but like, it's, it's so, it's just so far (laughs) removed and absurd and like, so it, it, like so we- it, like weird like like t- <laughs> it's just so far removed from anything realistic I, I i can appreciate people giving it a side eye some to an extent but also it it is just the you have to understand some things are just your own personal discomfort like no one's hurting no one's getting hurt by the picture of a giant fox <laughs> stepping on like a town like that's just some uh that's just some lions it's fine yeah i i always i always kind of kind of you know tilt my head to the side whenever i see people making moral judgments about completely impossible kink scenarios yeah when it's when it's when it's pure absurd there's definitely stuff out there where i give people the side eye but uh if we don't really need to i think everyone knows like what that kind of stuff is um, but for, for, you know, inflation for a big, big time, it's just people having fun in wild, weird scenarios and, and doing their, their weird kinky stuff. And for a lot of people, kinks like that are the opposite of how they would behave normally. And that's where the fun is, is doing something oh, yes. out of character for yourself. Yeah. Cause, cause kink and, and. I'm I'm over here being an erotic fanfiction uh author. I'm I'm over here saying kink is a kink and like erotic f- content is a great way to um ex- explore like different like dynamics um that are charged in a in a way that's different from just like uh from you know just from like non-sexual or purely safe for work contexts. It's kind of it's it's kind of a big topic, but yeah, I think definitely, um, especially with wild kink like this, it puts you in such uh, out there situations that make you engage with and think about things um, and like self-reflect and like learn about yourself. Because I mean, obviously the furry community, just by nature of being like a, a largely uh, sex positive and like body positive, and uh like queer inclusive community it definitely encourages you to uh explore yourself in a lot of different ways and oh, yeah. uh yeah which is awesome i love it it's it's great though sort of on the topic of the fandom mm. uh this is something that i usually ask and believe it or not most people have the answer of no none of this has happened to me before but mm. The, the podcast name is Subject High, and it is based off of those those notes that you get on F.A. that are very, yeah. we'll, we'll say tone deaf, we'll be polite, because I don't, I don't even, even the people who are who are sending these things, I don't want to make fun of them. I don't think they're like bad people or obnoxious. Or no, like yeah, yeah. Uh, have you had any interactions like that that you would, that you would be okay with talking about as, as a learning tool for people? Uh, I would say largely no, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, 
Excellent. The only instance I can think of where I received where I received a message from someone that got kind of stuck in my craw because I was just like, come on, was back back on Ekka's, there was a time I was still uh, figuring out how I wanted to price my work. Um, and I made a post that was like, I'm probably going to be opening commission soon, but uh, please keep in mind, I'm probably going to be updating my prices and like making this and that like more expensive. Um, but if you're interested in being up on the queue, like for me to talk to you about a, a future commission, you can contact me and I'll put you on my queue and then we can talk about it at the time. And, and someone was interested and I put them on my queue and then like a, a couple weeks, maybe a month or two after when I was finally ready to take more, I, I had updated my prices on the Eka's page because, you know, you can do that. Mm -hmm. And I contacted them again and when their reply was like, it was, they were like basically mad at me for changing the prices and like, say, like agreeing. I think they were under the impression they had, I had agreed to take their commission for the price it would have been before. Um, and now they were mad that it was more. Um, and they were basically like, I, I'm no longer, I'm not going to like consider you for a commission in the future. And I remember at the time I was very bothered, but this was years ago. And now I'm just like, man, I told you though, like I was very, I was pretty upfront about it. And I mean, that did, teach me a lesson because I did, of course, at the time, I felt bad. I was like, oh man, that, that makes me feel bad. So I've always tried to be more explicit about like, uh, what I'm doing in terms of like, how I handle my prices and being uh, transparent with people and like, my commissions and stuff. I think I'm I, I think it's fair that I made some mistakes in the early days, figuring it all out. But yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that was that's really been the only message I've received that was kind of like, uh, like a little bit weird or aggressive. I've gotten a couple of the highs or the hellos, um, just out of the blue on FA or on like Twitter. And I just generally, I just ignore them. I don't, um, I don't get super bothered by them. And I haven't received any other messages that are particularly off. Um, if I did, I, pay, I, I, I'm pretty good at picking up like the, those kinds of vibes from people uh just be being a person who has been on the internet for a long time you get used to it uh and i think i'm decently good at like preventing it from continuing or like disengaging so yeah large i'd say largely uh i've very much luckily been able to avoid those kinds of messages and situations yeah and that's excellent and I, I, I don't I don't mean to poke fun at the at the no subject messages or the 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 do you RP people because I think yeah. they're they're mostly harmless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and, yeah, it's no thing to just quietly delete the message. No. Uh, the the one the one that I would I would adore is to I don't know if you were you were around, it was sort of vor adjacent, but there was that, that saga that was going on with that person who sent the messages to uh, user Oi It's Joy, I believe his name was, uh, mm -hmm. tell demanding that he change the gender of his persona. I did see that. I saw uh, that because I think it was like this character's very cute, but why are they a boy? Oh, uh, 
I think, and they like wrote an entire thing (laughs) about why it should be different so that they like, so like, can you please um, fix this character of yours so that I can enjoy it without feeling weird, please? (laughs) I can't believe that. That that sends me every time. And it went on for like 20 messages. It just kept getting, it just kept going. 20 went on? No. I saw like maybe two max. Oh, they're, they're, it just, every time it got worse, it went from, like, please change your, the character of your, the gender of your character so that I can enjoy it and you will be more popular, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, it quickly devolved into, I have the biggest IQ ever, and if you don't change <laughs> the gender of your character, then you're a communist infiltrator. <laughs> no! It oh was, my goodness gracious. I, I, to this day, still think it's probably parody, at least in some way. But then again, it very easily could not be. Yeah, it very easily could have been straight up. Especially, like, it at the beginning, when it's just, like, like that. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. See, my thing is, I like to think I'm pretty chill. Um, like, I, I dislike conflict. I don't like... Um, being argumentative or aggressive, even online, I never mm-hmm. have been. Um, but I absolutely can't. <laughs> I can't deal with that kind of stuff. <laughs> I would have to like immediately shut it down and then aggressively be like, "I do not see it. I can't. I I'm not aware of you anymore. <laughs> I can't do this." What what a shame! What a shame that Tumblr Tumblr is gone since Twitter is the most like anti-conflict averse social media site on the entire universe yeah it's as someone who still has her main tumblr i've i've had a tumblr since uh 2011 i think um i don't i don't really i i can't remember the last time i updated the eclairs but i still have my main and honestly it's cozy in there because like so many people just left and everyone here has been here forever and we're just quietly <laughs> reblogging and like like it's it's so funny it's gotten to the point where like everyone on tumblr is like man twitter's busted <laughs> it's fucked up over there yeah i can't believe twitter became worse than tumblr like you have to really be trying <laughs> to be a worse platform than tumblr.com I, I was always baffled by Tumblr. That, that's where I got my start in, in all mm-hmm. of this. And, and I really liked the platform for a lot of reasons. But mm-hmm. it, its search function and its tag features they never worked. They've only ever been, been <laughs> fucking that shit up <laughs> with every and, opportunity they have. It used to be decent. It is, it is truly Garbo right now. Like, I can't believe they messed it up that bad. Except I can, because it's Tumblr. <laughs> And I, I thought to myself, there's no way that any platform could be worse than this. I can't find anything. But then you go over to Twitter, and you find things you don't ever want to see. Coincidentally. <sighs> Man. I had, a, I had an incident recently where I attracted some, some unwitting eyes to, to my Vorish artwork. Mm-hmm. It's, happened, it's happened twice now, and I didn't ever, <laughs> I didn't ever mean for it to happen. I just no. one time one time I made a joke kind of poking a little bit of fun at uh all of the all of the K-pop stands by appropriating yeah. a oh. phrase from them and I just said like anyway stan x and people who were searching that found my <laughs> kink art and I'm like no I'm sorry it wasn't 
Oh no. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't use like hashtag BTS or anything. I, I promise I wasn't trying to put this in front of you. <laughs> Tragic, truly. And then the other every time day, every day I live in fear. It's I, I'm so sorry. And I yeah. none none of these people deserve to see any of that. And yeah. it's it's so bad because every single time that I I it's worse for like trending topics because Twitter is an yeah. algorithm that preys upon engagement and mm-hmm. nothing gets more engagement than porn. <laughs> yeah. And I and I remember when the Persona 4 game got confirmed for Steam, I clicked on it to try and find out what the news was, and the second post that I saw after like a post that polygon.com had wrote was someone's someone's big dick porn of one <laughs> of the underage characters and I'm like I, no! I I swim in this circle and I don't want to fucking see that. There's kids oh. that are clicking this. I hate and that, God. I, I don't even necessarily blame the artist. I 100% no. blame Twitter. Yeah, just... It, it, didn't, it doesn't I, have to be like this. And I, yet... It's just, it's so, it's so bad. If, if it's tomorrow just... Twitter died, I would probably just go back to Tumblr or we were... yeah. it, it would, it would know. not be, it would not be a great loss. It wouldn't be a particularly great loss, especially now when opening Twitter is like mental health roulette. Like, let's see how I feel when <laughs> I, when I leave the app in 20 minutes, hopefully not bad. <laughs> I had to, I had to hide the trending tab, like... I had to get a browser extension that lets you hide parts of websites because yeah. for a solid week it was just like like waving the red flag in front of the bull there was nothing that wouldn't make me seethe with rage. Ugh, yeah. I've I've been having periods of time where I I'll I'll check my eclairs cuz sometimes people contact me there for like asking about commissions and stuff like that. But uh I've 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 been having like solid days where I will just conveniently forget to care about Twitter and it's been working out for me. I can't I can't recommend that enough. Everybody, just forget about Twitter for a little bit and then you can yeah. come back. Yeah, don't it's tempting, but don't doom scroll <laughs> and if you're feeling bad, um it is fine to not open the bird app for a day or two or more. You can you can let your tweet mail gather a little bit of dust. I'm sure Jack whoever can stand the the hit in revenue with his big Silicon Valley mansion. Yeah. You're not missing much. And head on, uh, head on over to Facebook instead. Ugh. I no, I'm so glad I never got into using Facebook. I really dodged the bullet there. That was where I more or less got my start, but it was not something I chose. That's wild. Uh, it was because I, and I may have told the story on this podcast before, but basically I, I fucked up in a major way and I got my, my phone taken from me. Oh no. Uh, and thankfully just by my dad and he, he immediately opened it and he saw all the shit that I was getting up to and he was relatively understanding, at least in so far as he didn't let my mom see. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, I, 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 it was at a school function, or like an, an after-school function, and I was Twitter shitposting in a, in a way that was very, very public. Uh-huh. Even though I tried to hide my identity, they still tracked me down. Wow. Uh, 
it, it wasn't even anything bad. I think I was just like writing curse words on a hashtag that was being yeah. like broadcast to the school. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it got me it got me in some big trouble and the only way that I could uh it was it was a it was like a furry group that I was in on my regular Facebook account, which I have henceforth deleted. That account is gone. There's no evidence of this people in real life who know me. Uh, but I made I made a fake account, and I think I think it was under the Hookaloof name, just because just because that was a sound that I picked. Is, and, is Hookaloof just a sound? Well, that's that's what I thought at the time, but it, it turns out it's a quote from a video game donkey video. Oh, it was just a random sound that he made, but it stuck out in my head, and I was like, "That's a sound that I remember for some reason." We'll make that the username. That's There's so no- good. There's no possible way that there's going to be three other hookaloofs who are now ruined because I my my search engine optimization is through the roof. Alas, I love I'm hearing so, about username backstories. They're always I'm, very interesting. People people have a lot of good stories. I wish mine was more interesting than I stole this word that a more talented person said as a joke. I, um, in the um in the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon group that I mentioned a billion years ago, uh. <laughs> Because you, you had to make, like, your teams, right? And I made a team called Shaka Boom. Um, <laughs> I love that. Which was, which was just the... There's a, have you ever seen the movie Surf's Out? The one with the penguins? Yes, I... So insane that you mentioned that to me. I was literally talking about it yesterday. <laughs> there's, a, there's a part in the movie where, the, like, the otter guy, he's, he's following around the bird, and he's making fun of the way the bird moves, like, like his legs, and he's going boom, shika boom, shika boom, shika boom, <laughs> and that's where I got the name from. Because I just really, I couldn't get. I I think I'd recently watched the movie, and I couldn't get that little bit stuck out of my head. So, um, what I'm saying is, uh, stealing some automatopoeia from something to use as a name is valid. So you're valid. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate your affirmation. It's too late for me to go back. I can't rebrand at this point. Yeah, this is your life. It it is the worst though because there's multiple different hookaloofs just around. Like my Twitter handle is not hookaloof, it's hookyloof. <laughs> and my fur affinity is the underscore hookaloof. And there's three people on Twitch who have this exact same username or variants of it. And there's no there's no fucking way that they can continue down that career path. I'm so very sorry. <laughs> you've you've ruined them. I can't I, believe I, this. I swung in like Peter Pan and swashbuckled it right. I swashbuckled your dreams away, and I'm so very very sorry. <laughs> oh no, that's so funny. If you would like to, if you'd like to capitalize on my brand and start being horny, I guess I could promote you, but. <laughs> Brothers in arms. Yeah, if if you're listening to this, and I don't know why you would be other hookaloofs of the internet, I apologize. <laughs> uh, that is that is slightly off topic. Although on the topic of, I, I don't know if this will make it into the podcast, but it's just on my mind. You mentioned Surfs Up. Do you want to see a Buckwild yep. a Buckwild thing that Sony Animation posted for Pride Month that involved Surfs Up? Um, I yes. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you right now, and this might make it in, so I'll describe the picture to it. But it is oh, a, I saw <laughs> it is a picture uh, with a little a little soft rainbow gradient background that says "embrace every but embrace everyone," and it has on it the 
the sexy lady deer from open season and the little wiener dog in a in a turtleneck sweater from open season and the lady <laughs> penguin from from surfs up and i can only take from this this post to mean that those three characters are are lgbt in some fashion yeah wow i can't believe it i think my i did see this and i think my favorite part about it is two of the characters being from open season. Like they didn't, cho- they didn't do like a character from three different franchises. They were like, they were like, we're really going to retroactively have an imply that two of our characters from the hit movie open season, <laughs> you know, the one with the bear and, the, and the Ashton Kutcher deer. I think he was the one who voiced Oh, oh my god, you just absolutely rocketed that to the front of my brain. I hadn't thought about that in so long. <laughs> Listen, I recently we watched I recently rewatched that movie with my partner. Um and it gave me a lot of thoughts. It made me think a lot about responsibility. <laughs> 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 like like I really liked that movie as a kid. I found a lot of it very funny. I watched, because I, it was one of those movies that like Cartoon Network would play all the time. Yes. You know, back when the kids' channels would play movies all the time. So oh. I watched a lot of open season. Um, and then watching it again after years of being away is like, is this is this movie trying to teach me about like personal responsibility and like, I'm responsible for myself, but I I'm I'm also responsible for like how I treat my friend. Like, what is what is this? What is this? <laughs> You're making me think. Open season. The that, movie from I think 2009. <laughs> that that does raise the question of n- none of none of the movies featured in that Sony animation meme are from are past the year 2010. So yeah, like why are they all old ones? Like, didn't Sony do Enter the Spider-Verse? They really did. They um, could have done someone from there. I, they were like, it's okay if our, like, decades-old characters are retroactively queer. Like This this old just, and busted lady dear. I think it's- I th- also think it's just- it's very interesting that the, the dear girl is involved because she was, like, explicitly, like, a love interest- for the dude it's just like okay she's by now i guess good for her i'm good proud for of her, her. I'm, I'm so proud of her uh, it, it's it's good that like open season at least made you think because there's a lot of like those cartoon network movies that i have gone back and entertained being like i wonder if this is still good i'm looking at you grandma got run over by a reindeer oh my god that do the opposite of make you think that you go back and watch as an adult and you go why did this oh, get no. made who made this yeah. Yeah, this is like so cash, cash grabby, like, like no substance. I, it's just some shit you watch when you're a kid because you're like twelve and you don't you you'll like eat anything. Yeah, though though people who talk to me very often have have probably gotten sick of me quoting Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer because <laughs> since I watched it, there's there's one joke. There is a funny joke in that Which in that one? movie. It's the one where Grandpa says, I'd rather sing, and then sings a song. Oh, yeah. He's being pressured to sign part. some legal document, and, and the cousin, cousin rude woman, I don't remember her name, yeah. Yeah. is like, sign it, and he goes, sing? And she goes, no, sign. And he goes, I'd rather sing. <laughs> and 
any distance. That's me. I, I have me when drop. someone's like, can you please do this uh, boring work? And I'm like, I'd rather sing. <laughs> I've been saying, I'd rather sing in voice calls for like a month and a half. It's not even close to Christmas. I'm so sorry. I'm just... <laughs> it's such a good joke. It's so good. It's peak, com- peak comedy is when you can like, get, like, get like an old reference that no one is going to pick up on. And you're like, this is my vernacular now. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to torture this. all of my friends with this. I'm taking it back from Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> you have to reclaim it. The joke. The one joke. You have to save it. <laughs> I can't let it shrivel on the vine. <laughs> this delicious joke needs to be carried forward into the future. <laughs> we can save it. Ugh. <sighs> That was that was something that I got raised with with my my dad is he would quote movies that I had never seen to me mm. as if I should know the reference <laughs> and uh one of one of the quotes is I I got I got you know jobs in high school during the summer mm. break every single day I would leave for work he would say the quote to me lord loves a working man don't trust whitey <laughs> which is a, a quote from the movie the jerk uh-huh. Which is, is one of those examples of movies where you, you watch it and you're like, this is funny, but I can understand why maybe it is not, like, a classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for reference, I'm, I'm, I'm white and my dad is white, and <clears throat> the character that that line is said to in the movie is white. <laughs> okay. And it is... I, I was told that quote so many times that it just is drilled into my brain. And it's like, Dad, I never watched this film. You never showed it to me. You never thought that I, I would <laughs> want to see it. You never thought to, like, show it to me. But that's you really liked funny. that quote, so you just said it every day. <laughs> and that's the kind of person I became. So It's so funny being young and, and seeing, like... Because, you know, like, they'll put, like, references and jokes and cartoons and and if it's if it's a good reference even if you don't get it you'll be like haha that's funny but sometimes they're just so odd and surreal like i there's one in specifically that i remember um from the grim adventures of billy and mandy where it references the um once in a lifetime where it's like like grim is having a dream a dream and he's like wait a second this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> and then he wakes up to Billy, who's like, same as it ever was. And I thought that joke was really funny when I was a kid, but it also made me feel kind of weird. Cause like, even though I didn't know it was a reference, like I could tell that it was like, there was a level of the joke that I didn't understand. And then years later I heard the song and I was like, that's the thing for Billy and Mandy. That's the thing that they said from Billy and Mandy. That's it. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's 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 a deep pull. The Grim <laughs> Adventures of Billy and Mandy. That, that I, it it really got me. It was like you're gonna be thinking about this for the rest of your life, and I was like, all right. Oh. There that that era of cartoons in particular had a lot of um had a lot of like referential jokes of that nature that mm-hmm. that either could land or couldn't land or had more levels to them than you expected 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like the like... original Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends movie. Uh, when when they were showing off all the wacky Imaginary Friends, I remember Wilt pointed out, he was like, there's tall ones, small ones, and you know, yada yada adjectives, mm-hmm. and then unimaginative ones. And it just showed Mojo Jojo. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I remember that. that. That that's a funny joke in and of itself, but it's even funnier to me as an adult because Craig McCracken made both those shows. Cause yeah, because he worked on both of them, so it was like, it's <laughs> so, like that. It's good. It's very good. I feel like we've gotten off the rails here, and I'd like to thank that 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 Pride Month dough. Thank you, Pride Month dough. <laughs> Gosh, I wish that this episode had come out during Pride Month. That would have been a perfect title. <laughs> it would have been great. <laughs> I could have, I could have Pride put Pride Month Doe. Yeah, just episode 14 or whatever. Thank you, Pride Month Doe. Amazing. Excellent. I could have put Pride Month in the title on YouTube, and then they would have demonetized it. Oh my god. Because YouTube's right. terrible, too. We're surrounded. I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that what's it even called pillow fort? Oh yeah, I think I think people are starting to. I have a pillow fort account. I just never use it because no one's over there. But yeah. people are starting to use it more. I think. Good. That I I wish them the godspeed of luck. If if you could just provide me Tumblr with a working search function, I'll 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 open hand toss my Twitter into the garbage in <laughs> instant. I think as soon as pillow fort does what uh the xkit extension for tumblr does which is let you uh quick tag and quick reblog things once they s- integrate something like that i think uh people will I, I mean certainly me i will be over there also they don't have like a they have a like system but it doesn't work the same way that the tumblr one does where you can like reference back to what you like they have likes but it's like it's like a kudos system so once they add bookmarks too, I think a lot of people were talking about how they would like bookmarks so that you can like bookmark a post for later versus liking it so the person gets the like. I think that would be really good to have. So uh, it's it's on its way. I'm wishing it luck. I'm hoping that um, it uh, spruces itself up enough to become more popular because it, ha- it has a lot of potential. And I think the people behind it so far are definitely interested in having, like, a good platform. (laughs) So, fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm very hopeful. Lord knows I'm looking for any alternatives. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't can't do Twitter anymore without me, you know, putting the blinders on to try and hide the Twitter from it. Yeah. And for Affinity, it's a a coin toss whether or not they're being DDoSed on any given day. (laughs) Yeah. And Eka's Portal is a website from... I don't like to look at it. (laughs) It's from the early 90s, and it's full of pedophiles, so I don't want to go there either. I pretend not to see it. So, you know, you've you've got your work cut out for you, Pillow Fort. Just a working search function that does not allow people to find my things without them looking for it. Yeah, can I please effectively um, block and be blocked? Like good Tumblr's box system is not very good. Oh no! Ugh. Tumblr. Just let people block me. Just let me block. <laughs> what a terrible website. 
But we we just kind of managed to. I have this whole list of like very generic questions of like, uh, <laughs> what's what's your what's your biggest influences in, in media and stuff like that. But we've managed to we've managed to hit all of those without me directly asking them. So either you're an incredible guest, or I'm getting better at this, or both, or neither, and it's just a cool coincidence. We can say both. I'd like to think both. It's definitely like the first one. Both. Yeah. First time on a podcast uh, for me. Um, I'd like to think I did a good job. Uh, I think you did. I think you absolutely crushed it. Thank you. Uh, just hoping that the the backup audio works because I just took a glance over at it. And the little the little thing that lights up with desktop audio saying that it's recording is not going. So oh, hopefully, no. hopefully the backup's not broken and the regular one works. Oh, yeah, if, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. But uh, either way, that's that's all I've really got. Is there is there any anyone or anything that you would like to like to shout out while you're while you're here? Uh, yes, I will say shout out to all of my patrons who are supporting me on Patreon on both my Patreons. I have two. Uh, if you're listening to this and you listened to the whole dang thing and you are here, this is for you. I am giving you a <laughs> hug and a kiss if you want it. Um, thank you for supporting me and, and being nice and being cool. Uh, I have some great people who support me, uh, and I really appreciate them a lot. Um, I'm giving a kiss to my bird, Issy. I love you. And shout out to Pokemon for ruining my life. Um, (laughs) and shout out to fanfiction for double ruining my life. Um, I think that's it. I, I think that's great. Uh, I will, I will make sure to link your, your Patreon and your, your various websites when this does in fact get uploaded in, in the event that you are familiar with my stuff and not a f- familiar with Eclair. That is a shame because she does incredible work and you should definitely follow her and commission her and donate on Patreon and all that goodness. Yes, please. And thank you. Uh, I would like to give I would like to give a shout out to my editor, Huckleberry Blue. Uh, he has been super duper duper busy with trying to get into college recently. Mm-hmm. He's 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 already in college, but he's going to a better college. So nice. I don't necessarily nice. know if it's gonna be him or me editing this one. If it's him, it'll be a lot funnier and a lot better edited well Uh, i wish uh whoever does it i wish you luck with this yeah uh if you want to follow me i'm i i've i've dropped my various hookaloof disaster names in this podcast (laughs) you can track it down in the event that you've seen my podcast and don't know who i am which feels buck wild but you never know uh shout out to the one hateful youtube comment that i've gotten thus far you were really cool you seemed confused, and you're you like capitalized every word like a Homestuck character. So, excellent. You're dope. If you in fact are a Homestuck troll, that's cool. I'm glad that you picked me. Uh, that's that's all I've got. This has been awesome. this has been Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. do, 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 do. And I hope you have a great day. <laughs>